0: Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation. One about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined.
1: Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading.
0: This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.
1: Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. So last uh, last week we were talking about leadership. We were talking about toxic leadership, and we were talking about experience and how that affects futures and obedience. We we started getting into. We're going to go to blows when we talk about know, obedience specifically. But uh, just remember that um, uh, the whole thing is about being respectful. And I'm a lot older than you. And don't make me go. There oh, I'll, uh, I'll oh no,
0: no, that. I I do I do get that fact. You know, uh, <laughs> you're a little older and uh, a little older, and I think. Uh, and that Here's requires. Wise uh, the, I was gonna Here's say. I was gonna word. say the wise word, but uh, you yeah, told me don't go there the last time. So I'm thinking. That, is that what I I did not say that? <laughs> I,
1: I got proof. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you uh, you you connected me with Ink. Uh, yeah. It's a magazine, I mm-hmm. guess, or a company. I, I'm not real familiar. Yeah. With yeah. You are way more than I yeah. am. Mm-hmm. And they produced a um, a document on toxic. Leadership, which we had been talking about, and then we moved on a little bit, but uh, we want to go back to that because uh, there's it says, uh, the, uh, excuse me, the article is titled Five Signs to Immediately Recognize a Toxic Manager at Work, which uh, I think most people immediately recognize that, but they're real specific. They got five things here. So, uh, how about we go through them and um, give our perspective on them? Cause, uh, yeah, sure, I think there's probably more, uh, but these are pretty good you know uh, based on what i've seen what what i read mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think so so this is a interesting the contributor here uh noted uh these uh, five things i thought it were uh very interesting since we were talking about toxicity toxicity uh in the uh, five ways to recognize these things uh, i'll uh outline some of them really quick and then we'll go through some through them you know he number one it mentioned uh crushes team creativity to lacks accountability, uh, has no interest in their people's lo- uh, personal lives, manages through fear and fails to listen. And one of the things he mentioned in the article, it says, pay attention to these unfortunate and toxic warning signs. They could indicate that your employees may soon be headed for the exits. And for me, when I read this, I some of these, it's not something... It's, this isn't a huge discovery. We we have seen these things and we recognize them and we work with leaders to see that they get out of these things. But it seems like uh, years after years, uh, even through the personal training, professional training that people get, we still have uh these people doing the same things. And and so that's that's why it's interesting. So it, before we get into some of these, just, just a quick a quick note. So as you remember, I was a uh I was an instructor at the uh, uh leadership school at the professional military education uh in the air force back in uh 1998. and we we asked the students we you know we always had classes you know I I tell you over 500 students we graduated every year, and we asked the students to raise their hand if they have met a poor leader, right? And and every class, right? So every class, they would they would raise their hand and say, "Yeah, I, I have one in my office. I have one. I I have one in my shop." And and so throughout the years, and and the hands were always the same. And I would tell myself, "How does this happen when we are training leaders?" Right. To not be that that leader, not be that leader. But still, there is a propensity for them to for these people who have had formal training and they're in executive positions, leadership positions in whatever kind of form to still fall into one of these traps and then be labeled as a poor leader. Right. And in this case, we're calling it in these times the, the toxic leader. So, anyways, just, just a, a little thought. And I know that as uh, we go through these, we want to not only talk about what this is, but how do we get out of it?
1: Well, you know, and you've heard it, and you've written it, you've said it. Thales said, Know thyself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem, Lugo, that we, we don't self-evaluate often enough. And we always uh, blame someone else. You know, that's, that's, that's not me. That's someone else. And, and I think especially when we, when I, well, in, at least in my experience, when I teach or when I've been to courses about leading and leadership and where there's a difference, really, the, we're always talking about somebody else. You know, we're not talking about those of us that are sitting there and saying, hey, you're a toxic leader, you're a toxic, I'm a toxic leader. We don't ever th- think that. We think, oh, oh, Lugo, who is back at the shop, uh, he's a toxic leader. You know, and, and I think that's the problem. We don't accept responsibility and accountability for being the guy that these five things that you just mentioned, you know. crushes creativity, oh, I don't do that. Uh, yeah, you do. You know, and unless you got someone, uh, and that's where mentorship comes in. I, I don't know that we've never really worked together in the 20, 30 years that we've known each other. But I think you can count on me telling you if you're about to screw up or you, that you're screwing up, that you're being a toxic leader. I would tell you. And, you know, there would be ways of doing it without uh, embarrassing you or uh, pissing you off uh, and, and vice versa. You know, I, I would hope that I'm big enough to accept that kind of I can't stand the word feedback, but we'll use that to tell me, uh, don't don't let me fail. If I'm being toxic, or you think think I am, let me at least explain this. Let let me tell you why I'm doing this, and then you can help me be better. So I I think that's where it it starts, that none of us wants to be that guy, but a lot of us are that guy. And I think uh, as you go up the corporate ladder, whether it's in the military or anywhere, no one wants to tell the boss that he's that guy, except the chief. And that's mm-hmm. where you and I come in. I hope that we couldn't, I don't know that I ever told you, but one of them, the best advice I got from Chief I don't. I don't know what his first name was, I called him Chief, but he told me uh, a, a, re, a real chief gets his butt chewed at least once a week. <laughs> and what he was telling me is that, what he was advising me is that you got to go in and talk to the boss and correct the boss at least once a week and you're going to get your butt chewed because the boss doesn't like it but that's what we do and no one wants to be that guy no one wants to tell the boss that he's screwing up so we have all these people that keep like you just said continue to do it uh, even though they know they shouldn't
0: yes and and so part of that is as a leader you don't want to feel that somebody's always telling you especially the the team that is closest to you your leadership team members that Hey, you're you're wrong. Hey, what's going on with this? Because you don't want to. You want to be able to lead with confidence, and so for the other members of the team, the the challenge is to lead and form the relationship in such way that we can talk about how do we get better together. How do, so? Because the leader, whatever is carrying the baton at that time, and knows that whatever he or she is doing is going to affect everybody me as a person who's I'm also a leader right in a, in a different role also understand that whatever i do affects all of us and if we can develop that relationship and with that understanding then we can get to uh like you mentioned feedback or real leadership insight as to how do we get better together so we can better the organization and i think that's that's one way to do it but of course there's the that danger the leader can get to when the leader says, hey, you know, if I'm not doing something right and there's something that I need uh, to improve, just go ahead and tell me. And, and, and that's good. But then when the, the, the followers who are in leadership positions are not mature enough to understand what that means, then the person can get into this relationship where we're constantly highlighting what the leader is doing wrong. And then at that point, the leader becomes that guy. Her, uh, yeah. You know, that, at that point, okay, like, hey, you know yeah. what? I don't, yeah, I don't need you to tell me. I'm, I'm the leader. I carry the bucket. You know, whatever I say, we go, we go, and and then we criticize that leader for that. And 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 in some cases, we may have been the ones who created that because we have to understand that wherever your position is in the, in the, in the leadership chain, we are leading up and also leading down, and we're also leading, you know, horizontally across the organization. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you mean leaders lead from the center. I've been saying that for years, Lugo. Mm. You've been telling me no. We'll argue about that some other time. <laughs> let's do that, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about number one, crushes team creativity. Have you ever worked with someone like that, Lugo, that, that, that did that? I mean, and, and we always hope that the, quote, leader doesn't do this intentionally but I've worked with people who did this intentionally that I think if you look it up in the dictionary, you go to the a the uh, letter a and look up asshole. That is the guy that does this or gal. I mean, it doesn't have to be a male or uh, all the time. It's a female as well. Cr- crushes creativity. How would you, you know, I can't even imagine that. Cause I think we're pretty, both of us are pretty creative. And I think, you know, I'm so creative that I go crazy sometimes because you've got to <laughs> tell me, no, 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 don't do that. chief. Uh, but, and I appreciate that. But, um, how could you, I mean, that's what makes a team better, isn't yeah. it? Being creative. And we talk about that a lot in, in our co- current culture. We want to be creative, but someone who, how would you crush that? Why would you crush that? I don't understand. Look what he
0: writes in here. He writes, managers who say they want an innovative team or culture, and they turn around and kill any new idea brought forth. Uh, I would say, th- yes, this is true. But also, uh, not just talking about innovation or ideas, uh, but this also comes to the point where, uh, a, a, and I've seen this, a leader said, you know what? Uh, we need to be innovative. Uh, we're going to go do this, bring about your ideas, or not even bring about your ideas, but the behavior of the leader tells a different story, right? They say, hey, you know what? We need to be innovative. You know, for example, for me, I deal with you know several organizations, and we're looking at... Uh, uh, technology and looking at quality and process improvements and a lot of organizations, you could say, you ask leaders, what do you want in your organization? They will say, "Well, we want innovation. We want this, uh, uh, you know, very good uh, type of place where people work together, ideas are 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 noted and and act upon." But when we come to the execution, they have. Words you hear, words like this. No, no, just forget about the process. What is the process? I need, I need this now. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And so, so now moving forward in the organization, what you see is a person uh, who's creating an environment where give me this, give me that. Give me, it's not, you know, it's dictatorial, not really uh, process oriented. When, when you think about process improvements, innovation, what we think about is a it's a generation of ideas and then being able to funnel down the ideas to uh, to a few and then prioritize resources and and then decide how we're going to deal with ideas to exploit, right, uh, maneuver in space and, and the future. But that's not what happens. And I think that's uh, how, uh, you know, this thing, this phenomenon of crushing creativity happened. Now, back to the point we were talking about before is how do we get out of that? that's where uh, we need to really get to it because we know we we can recognize it, but how do we get out of that?
1: Well, and here's, here's, I think here's part of the problem again, going back to the, I know it's negative. We'll get to the positive here in a second, but most people in my experience, and I got a lot more, we'll talk about that in a couple of episodes. Uh, In my experience, Lugo, uh, people hire people that are like them. You know, they uh, we always say a, lead, lead, a good leader uh, wants their their followers to be authentic. Well, yes, a good leader does, but many quote leaders, many managers hire people like them. They don't want people who are authentic. They want people who are them. You know, yes, people. They want people that are going to tell them yes, yes, boss, yes, 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 boss. And 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 you know as well as I know, we're kind of going back to the the original discussion. Uh, And I think it was Patton who said, if two of us are thinking the same thing, we don't need one of us. But that's hard, man. That's really difficult, I think, especially for someone uh, who doesn't have the strength, the personal strength that he or she should have to lead effectively, because, you know, that that requires humility. I'm not that good. And again, yeah, you're right. We don't, We we can take anything to extreme. But a good leader, an effective leader, I think, is humble enough to say, I don't know everything. What else? What am I missing? Tell me what I'm missing because I don't know. You know, remember, what was that? Uh, I don't remember. There's a, a management theory about uh, blind spots. You know, you, you, we all have blind spots. We can't see behind us. We can't see certain parts of us. Uh, and if somebody, we don't have someone who will tell us that, then we're liable to fail, and the organization will fail, and that'll that will breed a, a culture of again. What is that? Uh, the old story about uh, the emperor uh, who's, who's not wearing uh, clothes, or whatever that that story is. Well, no one told him because everyone was afraid. Kind of going back to again. Uh, I'm reiterating. I'm being redundant, but uh, I think that's the, the the answer. Then is don't be that guy. Be humble enough to accept the the what the other what others tell you, what the uh, others see. And then you can, uh, you know, there's always filters, and we all see life through our filters. Yeah, but, okay, sure, but you can go to, yeah, and, how can I be better? And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I, I've worked at the Air Force Academy for 20 years. Those youngsters are creative as can be. And I think probably the same with you, the young people that you, and I think most of us are, uh, Lugo, maybe as we get older, we aren't as creative, but especially as youngsters, we we, uh, put me in, coach, let me play. Uh, I'll fix it. I'll I'll, I'll give you 100%, man, just let me play. But again, you know, it's like uh, my granddaughter is struggling with finding a job because she needs experience. Well, where are you going to get experience? If you don't give her a job, she'll never have experience, you know? Uh, it's kind of a, a catch-22.
0: It is a catch-22 because uh, obviously in, in organizations, we want the organization to be profitable. And creativity requires time. It, 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 I mean, it requires management. And so when I mean profitable, this I'm not talking about just money. A lot of people think this what we're talking about is business for profit. No, every organization wants to be profitable. Uh, the only difference between a nonprofit or a profitable is the tax code. You know how do you register? <laughs> yeah. And there, but both organizations need to be profitable. We need to basically, uh, we need to see outcomes, and these outcomes need to be managed. and And so the leader fails when, uh, first of all, can't see the, what is expected of the organization in the future. And that is to develop, deliver or whatever. And if the, if the leader would begin to think, okay, what we're looking is about, is that that outcomes, then you start thinking very differently, right? Uh, How do you manage? Well, who are the right people for the job? Uh, How much time am I giving these people to, uh, to think? Because they gotta be space in the organization to think and and when we don't do that then we begin to see that brainstorming how do we manage brainstorming a lot of people don't don't know how to brainstorm in our organization i i you know we do a lot of creative work uh because of of the work that we do in in regards to uh shaping the future and one of the things that when uh, that happens that we've noticed is when we put organizations teams leaders and we ask him to brainstorm, you can see everybody talking over each other and telling them so, oh, I don't think that's, you know, judging the ideas, I mean breaking the rules of of brainstorming. And that tells you a lot about what happens in the organization. But the good thing is the right attitude, right, and looking at what the purpose of of why we're here changes and can solve a lot of these issues that we see in regards to uh, leadership processes.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think you hit it right there uh, on the head, Lugo. It has to. It starts with a purpose. Do we have the right purpose? Is our purpose for the organization the right one? And then we align everything. Now it becomes management. Uh, now we align everything to achieve that purpose. And everything that we do, we we uh, assess toward that purpose. Is this what you just did, Lugo? Is that uh, uh, heading toward our purpose? Is that affecting our purpose? Yes, no, whatever. How? Now I think you can do it a little bit more uh, 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 become a little bit more uh, detailed about no, we don't do that because it doesn't help us reach our purpose. And that I think helps because toxicity it's easy for me to say. I think a lot of times we see it as emotional. And yeah, I think there is a lot of emotion involved in it, attitudinal. But then again, what you're saying is it can also be affected by the product that we produce. How much, how, who, all of that kind of stuff. So I'll tell you what, we're we're, we're out of time, wow. man. I told you we wouldn't get through this time stuff. So time fast. Don't crush team creativity. Do not do that or I'll kill you. <laughs> I think I told you my that, story. That's,
0: that's creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue on next week. All right, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of plausible
1: alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com.
0: And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.
1: Until next time, be great.